You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network. Podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Jared Davis. This is uh, the first night game of the season. Uh, it'll be in Jordan-Hare at 6 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. And uh, I'm, I'm excited because this is not only a first night game, but they finally get to really show off those LED light show that we've heard all about and uh, seen in other stadiums before. But now Auburn gets to finally show off pretty much for the full game and during any timeouts, during halftime, uh, during, I don't know, in between quarters. It, it could be a lot of different cool things that I feel like Auburn could do um, to make it an immersive experience for those fans that get to go. Um, I, I, another thing that I was wanting to talk about is uh, Tennessee is on a four-game losing streak with this coming into this Auburn game. Auburn, on the other hand, is coming in with a two-game winning streak. So Tennessee, I think one time maybe re- being ranked in the teens, like 14 or something, um, has really fallen off. And there's a lot of people already calling for Jeremy Pruitt's head um, because we're college football fans and we want to win and if you're losing a lot like that it makes sense um but auburn's already a 10 point favorite and uh jared you'd predict preseason that we win by 10 points so well, how about that i, I mean, don't even say let's don't even play the game <laughs> i say we just i say we close it up call it a win and move on yeah i mean you predicted and i know this game got canceled against mississippi state but you predicted the um that we would win by the exact same amount that Vegas said. So, hey, I like it. You should switch your jobs and uh, <laughs> work for Vegas at this point. Yeah, that's my retirement plan, just <laughs> gambling on sports. Um, that would not be good because I get too emotional. That's I really think, uh, and I got some Tennessee buddies, so I'm trying to trying to walk the line here, but I, I'm just going with data right now and, and what's on, been on the field the past few weeks, and I, I would put it at more than 10 right now. Um uh, yeah, uh, be, being at home. If we're going to Tennessee, no. But being at, being at home, um, uh, giving Chad three more weeks to build an offensive game plan, I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I, coming in, I do feel a lot better. The only thing that obviously concerns me is the three weeks off and how that's going to affect uh, the team chemistry, um, if at all. I mean, they did have to miss some uh, practices uh It'll be the week before, or I guess two weeks before the game actually happens. Um, barring anything crazy and players not really being able to play for Tennessee, which, I mean, it could honestly happen um, for either Auburn or Tennessee that more COVID cases come out. Uh, but we're hoping that doesn't happen because I want to see some football. I've missed yeah, me out too. on some Auburn football. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I mean, it, these people that were – 
having to sit out because they were around them. If, if they, let's hope they stay, you know, free of testing positive. Um, yeah, if we can get to that, I'm, I'm with you. I want to have, even if we don't have all our players, um, you know, it's, it's just a weird year, man. I mean, at this point, uh, the, you know, there's maybe three or four coaches in the country that I could see are, are truly on some form of hot seat because it's just such a weird year. Yeah. That's... Gus is not one of them, by the way. All right, you're going to get a lot of hate mail. Go find him on Facebook or Instagram, Jared Davis. Listen, <laughs> listen, here's the deal. I, I'm I'm down the middle. I just go game by game. I'm not a, a, a lover or hater. Um, I like Gus a lot as a person. Uh, but there's no need right now. I mean, we're 4-2, and two, and go look at other schools who would love to be 4-2 and two right now. Some big-name mm-hmm. programs out there, especially in the Big Ten. Yep, that is so true. I, I'm just – when I come into a football season, I, I look at, can we win every game? I honestly think we can. Um, if you give us, you know, we've got the players to do it. That, that's kind of my mentality. It's just a matter of putting the game plan out there. And that's where I, I've seen it come and be great against teams like LSU, where we just you know put the uh, pedal to the metal and just dominate. And then we've had games like South Carolina where just the game plan falls apart, even though we did things decently well. We just had a few turnovers, and that essentially determined the game for us. And it's always unfortunate when those key plays just don't go your way. Um, but, I mean, we're, we are 4-2, and two, um, and uh, I'm happy to be where we're at. Yes, sir. Jerry, let's talk about our players to watch for this Tennessee game. Uh, we'll start on offense and then go to defense and special teams to finish it out. Uh, Jared, who are you going to be watching on offense uh, for this game against Tennessee? Um, that's a broken record with me, but I really think that uh, Bo Nix, if I don't know if he is smart enough now to uh, maneuver the pocket to where if it's not there, go north and south instead of east and west. I don't know how you stop the offense right now because he's so mobile. And when I go back and just rethink about the Ole Miss and LSU game, he keeps drives alive with his legs, and the problem was before is, you know, he would go east and west and lose a few yards and kill a drive. So um, at this point, we still don't have the huge explosive plays like Alabama does, but if Bo, Bo being as mobile as he is, um, if, if, he, if he doesn't make mistakes and, and, you know, gets five to seven yards on a scramble keeping drives alive, I feel really good about our chances against anybody but Alabama. Uh, that's I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I mean, Bo is going to be a a key player to watch, um, but I'm not going to pick Bo. It's too <laughs> too easy, Jared. It's too easy. I know. Too I probably easy. pick Bo in every one of them. So. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to be watching. Uh, we've mentioned his name before, but Xavier Capers. I I think as as long as we get him out there, I think he'll be making some plays. Now it won't be anything like five catches in a game, but this may be a game where we see him catch, you know, three game, three passes, um, and that that for me would be a really cool thing because he's been out there playing hard, and I want to watch him catch a few, a few more big catches, and uh, get some more touchdowns. Plus, he just got a cool name, Xavion Capers. That's just kind of a cool name. Auburn got some great names. We've yeah, talked about it before, but really Auburn do. players have some great names. Uh, let's talk about defense. Who are you going to be watching uh, for this Tennessee game, Jared? Um, you know, I really don't know their strength. I probably should know that a little better. Um, I think I'm going to stick with, uh, you know, uh, Colby Wooden. I think that 
almost for next year too. I want to keep seeing that progression with him. And I think he's probably been our most solid defensive lineman. And can he can he keep getting better every week? He's only a freshman. What will that be? What will that mean for next year? So big fan of his. I'm going to keep watching him. Put pressure on that quarterback. Well, that secondary is locked down. So put a little pressure on the quarterback, and uh, could be a couple of turnover days. Honestly. Yeah, I was I was thinking honestly around the same lines because Garantamo hasn't been that great of a quarterback this year. Um, right, is least, he their quarterback still? I know they went back and forth. I don't even know who they got right now. I was thinking so, but now they may be me question it. Let me. Well, check. they did they did replace him for one game, but I don't know that that other guy did better. So yeah, they got uh, who is this? Uh, Harrison Bailey. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows what we're gonna get um, at this point because. I don't think Tennessee knows. Um, and I think either way, if you have Garantamo or uh, another quarterback thrown in there, I, I'm saying the front seven in general, but I think the linebacker is going to be key in this battle um, to keep the quarterback off balance. And uh, so uh, it's either going to be – see, I'm kind of going between Papo and uh, Zacoby. I'm going to say Zacoby. I, I just feel like Zacoby could have a really big game and uh, lead the team in tackles. So – you it's could okay. say Zappo. Maybe. Zappo. Like Ooh. both of them. Ooh. <laughs> just trying to think of a way like to put their name together. Like a Zappo lighter? Is that what you Yeah, I'm trying to think of a way. Papo and Zacoby. Zappo. Ooh. I think you might have just come up with a great nickname for this. Yeah. <laughs> Zappo. No, I'm putting that, that down. That's a dad joke, folks. I apologize. <laughs> you you do have the the, the dad jokes, and that's a, that's a great one. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably going to tweet that from our Twitter account Ooh, if Zappa. somehow they they make a combined sack or something like that. Maybe I'm we'll gonna, get a uh, we'll probably get a fine from the uh, shoe company Zappos. They'll be like, oh. hey, we've trademarked that. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Um, on special teams, Jared, who are you going to be watching for this Tennessee game? Hopefully, uh, you know, not Carlson. I mean, I I, I I like the kid. He's really good, but. I think it's kick returns. I mean, I think uh, the, nothing fancy here. Let's let's uh, stick with Tank. Um, I think he's got a chance to just, as we saw in the Ole Miss game, I still count that as a touchdown. I mean, that, that can flip a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get playmakers, get the ball in their hands. It scares me. I would rather him not be back there. But since he's back there, he's got the chance to take one of the house. So you do something like that, you score real quick, and that can put a game away. So I'm going to keep an eye on the uh, the kick return guys, especially Tank. Yeah, Tank's a super fun one to watch, and you know, I agree. I, I count the other one off of a, a phantom hold that really didn't affect the play at all, and I, I don't know. I, I, I think Tank's an awesome one to be watching. Um, the other guy I'm gonna be watching is, and you kind of, you know, dissed on him a little bit, but I wanna, I wanna watch Anders Carlson, and, and maybe for something that we as Auburn fans might not have really had on our minds, but. I just thinking back on the LSU game, the the tackle made by Anders that was a kick that was able to be returned, and if Anders didn't make the tackle, it would have been a a return for a touchdown. I want to see Anders get more kickoffs deeper in the end zone where they can't return it. And maybe I was just you know maybe spoiled with Daniel Carlson doing that almost every time, uh, but. I want to see that a little bit more out of Anders. Um, and I've heard that it's kind of, uh, at least Gus said it on, I think it was a uh, tire talk that Anders was a little bit fatigued over the last uh, few weeks, just because of, I don't know, just all of the amount of the kicks and different things that they've asked him to do. 
uh, he hasn't been able to kick at the hundred percent that he needs to. So I want to see if that uh, has any effect now that we've had three weeks of off uh, off time where uh, he can essentially rest up that leg and uh, be able to kick it deeper in the end zone on kickoffs. All right, Jared, we already alluded to this, which is our score predictions. You predicted preseason that we would win by 10 points. I predicted we would win by 14. And uh, again, Vegas, go ahead and hire Jared because he obviously knows what he's talking about. (laughs) Even 10 weeks ahead of the game, he knows what he's talking about. Please, Uh, (laughs) disclaimer, do not bet based off of what I tell you. Okay, there, we're good. All right, I got that out of the way. Good. So people don't see you or anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jared, are you still sticking with 10 points or are you thinking, uh, it'll be different than that? No, I hate to do this. Like I said, I got several Tennessee buddies and they're really good guys and I could be way off on this, but I'm thinking 17 now. Hmm. Okay. I can see it. I mean, 17 points against Tennessee, especially we haven't even factored this part in is 2018 Tennessee beating us and Jordan Hare. uh, being essentially one of the ruiners of that season for us um, in certain ways. And I I want to see this They're team. They're going to be fired up. Yeah. There's there's players on this team that experienced that loss in And if it's Garantano, he's the one. I mean, he looked like Dan Marino that day. So, I mean, there's mm-hmm. going to be people that want redemption on that. So, it's, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, who knows? Um, if our defense, though, uh, has truly figured it out and turned a corner and are tackling well, at home, Kevin Steele, those guys don't do anything explosive. Uh, they may they may hold us to the low 20s, but I just don't. I see them struggling to score, if I'm being honest with you. No, I'm kind of thinking the same thing. I, I, want, I know our defense is going to do a number on Tennessee. It's just a matter of how, how many points do I think they can legitimately score and how many do I think we can score. I think we can get into the 30s, if I'm being honest. And... Uh, probably keep, I mean, Auburn's done a great job of keeping teams off the scoreboard for the most part of the season. And I think we can keep a team under 20, um, especially this Tennessee team that has been uh, going in a downward slope for the most part, these last four games for them. So I predicted 14 points, but I'm kind of like, yeah, I think it may be more. I'm, I'm going to say like 21 points that we can win and beat Tennessee, especially since it's at home. I just have a good feeling about uh, us putting some some good offense out there okay i'm getting really scared we're saying 21 and 17 i'm starting to get nervous but uh anyways <laughs> it may be closer who knows yeah no, i know when i feel this confident it's usually you know it's like walking out taking a test you're like i did really well on that you never did really well on those tests <laughs> <laughs> you, you totally missed the concept somehow yeah somehow hey auburn fans i want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network booster, 
exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Let's round out our discussion uh, with an Auburn fan perspective on the SEC, uh, one of my favorite uh, segments. And uh, let's talk about the games that did happen in the SEC. I know four of them didn't happen, but let's talk about the ones that did. So Kentucky beating Vandy 38 to 35. Did you watch this game? Because it looks really close on the scoreboard, but it actually wasn't. Uh, this one, I think with about nine minutes left, Kentucky was up by 17 points and they essentially just probably started running the ball and just said, we're going to try to run out the clock as much as possible and not put any more points on the scoreboard. Um, Vandy in the last nine minutes ended up scoring twice um, and getting it back to that three point victory for uh, Kentucky. So it looks a lot more reasonable, but in all facets of the game, even from the very beginning, Kentucky won this game and just dominated Vandy. Um, you probably seen videos of this. Um, so if you hadn't heard the Kentucky offensive line coach um, died uh, in his battle with cancer, and our thoughts and prayers go out to their family and friends um, because, I mean, I, I can only understand, I, like I can't even really understand what even the players are thinking right now because mm-hmm. he was coaching through this season with cancer, going through mm-hmm. treatments uh, for his cancer, and then in the middle of the season, he dies from his battle with cancer, and that's, that's tough for his players. Um, but the cool thing that they did to honor their coach was they – uh, sat out their left tackle and even had the same number, I believe, as their uh, their head co- or their offensive coordinator or sorry, offensive line coach um, that when he played in college football. So then they took a delay a game and it was just like a really cool, emotional way to pay homage to to what he's done. Um, I don't know, just th- those kind of stories. I-, I feel like that's why we have sports. Um, it's obviously we want to win but cool stories where just teams love a coach that much that they'll do something cool to honor him like in that, in that kind of fashion. Well, I mean, that's no, I'm not going to go off on a tangent, but that's the cool thing about sports. I mean, listen, we got a, you know, we got issues in our country. We're divided and all that, but sports bring people together. Uh, and that was a cool moment. And the cool thing is, I mean, they almost had to, but they didn't, I mean, Vanderbilt declined the penalty. So, I mean, it was like, all right, you know, we're going to, you know, yes, it was a penalty. We decline it. Uh, we understand what y'all were doing, and it was uh, it was a cool moment. I'm 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 glad they were able to do that. Yeah, same here. Um, another kind of sad note: our Joey Gatewood uh, watch at uh, Kentucky seems like it's at at an end uh, because he got his start last week, but didn't get to play. It seemed like this game. So I think it's it's interesting to see just where Joey Gatewood and kind of I don't know just the where he's been. Um, and I mean, I, I really do. I've, I've been even preseason, um, of like the 2019 season, I was in the Joey Gatewood camp. I wanted Joey to play. Um, and 
after seeing what Bo can do, I obviously like many Auburn fans switched and said, all right, Bo's our guy, but I still believe Joey's can be a very good quarterback. Um, it's just, I, I'm, I haven't seen it yet. And that's kind of frustrating because I, I want him to be great. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know why you play him in the Georgia game and not this one, unless he did play and didn't play well. I mean, the Georgia's tough to get a, a read on, but if he's truly just not doing good in practice and not going to ever be a quarterback, he doesn't need to waste that talent. He needs to shift to a tight end or, um, you know, some type of slot, a wide receiver or something. Cause he's too, he's a very talented guy. So I hate to see that. Yeah. Same here. I, I would love to see him switch to potentially another position where they can use his athletic ability, which is off the charts. Um, but it's just a matter of maybe getting that in his head and maybe next year him switching to uh, one of those tight end or wide receiver type roles. Yep. Uh, another game that happened in the SEC was the Florida throttling Arkansas, 63-35. to 35. Um, and, and I bet this score could have been 100-21 to 21 if they really wanted it to. But that's your boy. That's your boy, Kyle Trash, isn't it? Kyle Trash, dude, that <laughs> I hate on, but he's slowly proving me wrong. Uh, he put up in the first half, uh, three hundred yards and five touchdowns, or almost three hundred yards. Um, so at that point, I don't think they played him much in the second half because they were like, "All right, cool, Heisman candidate." He just essentially showed it. He could have had. 600 yards and 10 touchdowns by the end of that game if he kept playing like he was. That's just crazy. That is absurd. Those are some Heisman numbers right there. And uh, I, I'm i starting to think he's going to be the guy that we're – that, you know, the Mac Jones and the Justin Fields are, are going to be going after, um, wanting to get that Heisman. Because at this point, Je- uh, Justin Fields and Mac Jones, while they are good – they're not putting up these crazy numbers that Trask is. Um, do you do you think Trask has it in the bag at this point? No, I don't. I I think that uh, he's definitely okay to be the front runner right now, and it really may come down to Atlanta. I don't know if when the votes have to be in, but that's going to be a shootout, and it may come down to that. Um, you know, the crazy thing is, is you know Heisman to me is, is these guys are very good quarterbacks, but. I would put Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields if you're going with like the 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 numbers plus you know possibly most athletic best player. Those guys are a little more athletic and they're putting up numbers too. But as far as just pure quarterback numbers, I mean Mac Jones and Trask are leading the way, and Trask is ahead of Jones, I think. So I you know he's got to probably be number one right now, and it may come down to that game in Atlanta, and depending on how many games Ohio State can play, you know what Justin Fields does. But Fields doesn't have that team. Maybe Wisconsin, but Fields doesn't have that team to really be like, all right, I showcased against the best talent because, I mean, Michigan's down, Michigan State's down, Penn State's down. I mean, Indiana this weekend is going to be Fields' biggest, possibly <laughs> biggest test, except for Wisconsin. It's probably about right. Yeah. And that's kind of interesting. Like, talent wise, you can see Trask going up some of the best defenses and still just putting up ridiculous numbers. Um, and, I don't know. It's just very interesting to see his progression as that Heisman front runner. I feel like his name was mentioned, but nobody really truly thought, maybe unless you were a Florida fan, that he could be the Heisman. But I'm starting to think he's he's got his name penciled in as Heisman. But I want to see, obviously, we're 
three-fourths of the way through the season, essentially. I want to see him finish this and really show in the last few games, especially going into postseason, how that how that plays out. Uh, another game in the SEC that happened was Ole Miss beating South Carolina 59-42. to Goodness. Uh, both teams had a combined 708 yards of offense and or sorry no correction Ole Miss alone had 708 yards of offense correction eight mm-hmm. and eight touchdowns what mm-hmm. <laughs> uh that is pretty ridiculous. good day that, that's, that's a good, good offense right there um you've probably seen it Jared did you see the oh yeah we're, I was we're watching it. oh it's so good Threw I mean, it up, threw the clipboard up in the air. He threw it like fifty yards in. in the yeah, air. he did. He saw. He had the hands raised before the <laughs> before the quarterback even threw the ball. Uh, it just reminded me of uh, when he did that for Bama, and he called a play. And as soon as he saw that it, the defense was playing how he wanted them to, he knew it was a touchdown immediately. Yep. And it was so beautiful. I, I mean, I I love when coaches get they they. It's like. It's like the wide receiver, Odell Beckham Jr. makes that one-handed catch. He knows he's coming down with it. It's the equivalent of that to me, but for coaching. And yeah. you're just like, this is absurd. This is absurd. Yeah, Lane would probably be uh, he'd probably be a pretty fun coach to play for. Um, he's a pretty emotional guy and can draw up some good plays. So there, I, I tell you what, man, we're looking better and better. I know that there was questions about the ending of that game, but the way that um, – Kevin Steele dialed up and slowed that team. Nobody else has slowed them down. In fact, who's that guy that's killing it for them receiving-wise? I mean, he's had like over 100 yards and, and 200 yards like four games this year, and he only had 16 against Auburn. Yeah, that is that stat alone told me we were dialing up everything. Yeah, it was Elijah Moore um, who you're referring to. And Auburn shut guys that have been just been so explosive, like over 100 yards in most games and shut them down, which I think is really cool to see. Let's read it real quick. So Elijah Moore has, uh, in his games, 227 yards, 92 yards, 143, 113, 238, 186, and then 16 yards. And you can guess who the 16 were. Hmm. So the thing about Kevin Steele, I mean, we got frustrated they were running the ball, but Kevin knew what he was doing. Like Kevin Kevin can create beautiful game plans to take away what you want to do. And you're going to be able to do other stuff but that other stuff isn't going to be enough usually. Yeah, and, and I love that. Um, where it, it, I feel like Kevin still isn't this just like we're going to stick with our game plan. Now he's going to manipulate and change it based on what he needs to win the game, yep. and he's proven it over and over. Um, the games that got canceled, Bama and LSU, um, like I said, I really don't think that game's going to get uh, rescheduled just because LSU already has to make up a game. So... Did Bama count that as a win? Have we checked their? Uh, <laughs> they probably did their official website. Yeah, they probably did put a you know W next to it. Uh, the Auburn Mississippi State game got canceled. It's going to be December twelfth. Uh, Georgia versus Missouri. That one also got postponed uh, and is already rescheduled for. Um, sorry, Missouri already rescheduled a game, so I don't know if that one will get rescheduled. It could. Georgia, Missouri, maybe early morning of uh, the SEC championship on. December 19th, maybe. Um, that one's uh, TBD. And uh, Texas A&M versus Tennessee. Uh, that one's been postponed to the 12th. So um, a couple games getting postponed. Some of them are questionable if they're going to actually get postponed or if they're just going to get canceled. Um, 
All right, let's uh, finish this thing out with a uh, a little kind of interesting news. Liberty Flames, they're still going on a hot streak, and uh, they're 8-0. I love it. And uh, Malik Willis leading the team at quarterback is just awesome storyline. Um, so love to see him just doing so well. Um, so, did, did you see real quick, uh, for the people out there that are probably still bitter about Malik doing so well, um, Andy Staples, I think, did an article, and uh, he tweeted out a piece of it because I didn't pay for the article. But he said that Malik um, admitted to taking the job for granted at Auburn. He basically blamed himself. He said mm. that he thought he didn't put in the effort. He thought it was going to be his after Stidham was gone. It was just going to be handed to him. So anybody out there that's, you know, hey, why do we let Malik go? And I get that. Malik himself said he didn't put in the work to earn it. Wow. I mean, that's pretty big of him to say something like that. I agree. Uh, and, and essentially say I didn't prepare myself and just hoping to get the job. And that's obviously not the way that uh, we've seen Gus play play guys. I mean, he does it based on how much effort do you put in off the field or in practice. And guys like Bo won the job over Malik, and it's just – kind of interesting to see guys that you you might not have expected to uh i mean like i honestly I, I love malik i i loved whenever he came in he was an explosive player and obviously is explosive at liberty putting up some crazy numbers there so um just wish that it changed a little bit while he was at auburn um and maybe gotten a shot um, yeah the last thing i'll yeah the only thing i can see gus did wrong i know we got to end this up but I felt like every time Malik came in and, and, you know, garbage time, he was never allowed to pass. So I would have liked to have seen that. It was always just zone read, zone read, zone read. So I could say Gus might have could have handled that a little better, maybe. But all in all, I think Malik kind of put the the rumors to, to bed that, hey, look, it was uh, at least equally on him, if not more, on Malik himself for yeah. not, um, you know, for just assuming it was his job. Yeah, definitely. Um, Jared, any other final thoughts uh, about this Tennessee game and uh, going into it? Um, no, I mean, I really, you know, uh, the thing that scares me most is that they've been recruiting very well at line, offensive and defensive line. So, I mean, there's there's talent there. So any, any given Saturday they can put it together. But I think if we go out there and do our game plan, don't turn the ball over, we'll get out of there with a W, get ready for the Iron Bowl. Crazy to say that. Um, uh, they're already at that point. But, yeah, I, I feel pretty good about it, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I hate to say this is a tune-up game, but at some point, because we've had so many weeks off, this is essentially a tune-up week for Auburn to get ready for the Iron Bowl. And I hope, I mean, I hope the Tennessee game happens. I hope the Iron Bowl happens, and we don't have any weird COVID stuff happen. Um, because those are, I want to see the Iron Bowl. I think all fans want to see the Iron Bowl. Um, and I hope the guys that got COVID uh, come back in full strength and uh, ready to play for the Iron Bowl. Uh, Jerry, before we get out of here, uh, can you give them your social media so they can stay in contact with you? Yeah, you can just uh, follow me on Facebook and Instagram under my name at Jared Davis. And uh, you can find me and hate tweet me at A-J-A-Y, J-A-Y <laughs> underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. 
If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?